the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following show is pre-recorded. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Operations for 820 AM The Word. My special guest today on Heart of the City is Cindy Boston, and she's the Vice President of Mission Advancement with Heartbeat International. Cindy, welcome to Seattle and Heart of the City. Thank you. Love it up here. It's beautiful. This just a gorgeous city with wonderful people. Well, you and I had a chance to chat a little bit, and we're going to talk uh, much about Heartbeat International in a few minutes because you actually have dealt with a lot of Salem stations, our parent company, around the country and helped to uh, do radio events for Heartbeat International. And so you're coming up here where you're chatting with us, mm-hmm. and uh, we love to uh, get involved with organizations like yours because they're vital to what's going on in our culture. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to welcome you today. Heart of the City, we we share personal stories of faith and then how the Lord has called us into the, the specific ministry that he's called us to, and, and this program will be no different. So just tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, you and I were, were laughing about the fact that you're a Columbus residents yes. and Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> That's and, right. You know, I'm formerly from around Iowa City, and so the Ohio... Uh, or the Iowa Hawkeyes and, you know, that rivalry right. that takes place in right. the Big Ten. But mm-hmm. anyway, you're you're in Columbus, uh, originally from Columbus, or where are you from? And uh, I'm originally from Ohio, uh, but I actually lived in Missouri for 25 years and have done pregnancy help work for more than 27 years. Yeah. Well, tell me about, uh, go back a little bit farther. Grew up in Missouri then? I grew up in Ohio. Grew up in Ohio. uh, North of Dayton, Ohio, in Troy, Ohio. Uh Um, And yeah, I had a a wonderful life. Grew up, my parents were both involved in ministry at the church as volunteers. Took that very seriously. um, Instilled in us uh, a service-mindedness and uh, really... um, found deep relationship with Lord in a very small church. Uh, most of the young people that left that church had a call to minister and are in ministry still today. So that's the power of a church. It's the power of a small church that has high nurture and care for their flock. And uh, I was benefited by that. Wow, that is amazing. And I think that has to do with the mindset of the elders and, and just the, mm-hmm. the past the pastoral leadership where they're looking to develop people and just have that mission in their heart. That's exactly right. right? That's you exactly get... right. You and and parents who lead the way and show um, service mindedness and outreach, uh, helping those on the mission field, helping those down the street. Uh, all of those things matter, and that's what I was raised with. So, as a teenager, so you know, 
as you were considering your future mm-hmm. and where where you might be, what what was going through in your mind? What was uh, mm-hmm. you thinking about college? Were you thinking about marriage? Were you, what were you <laughs> what were you thinking? Or like uh-huh. most teenagers, probably about a lot of things. I'm I was sure. thinking about having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was a uh, I was a dedicated to Jesus kind of gal, but I was also ready for um, a good Christian party. And I went to a lot of youth group meetings at other churches. My church didn't have a youth group. And so I attended other churches. I thrived on Christian youth camp. I promote that like crazy because Christian youth camp can change your life. They can help you understand that God has a vision for your life. And I had that there uh, in very high, um, what was very uh, deep in my soul once I left youth camp all four years of high school. Uh, I actually toured and sang in high school um, in a um, an Assemblies of God uh touring group uh, you had to try out and I I sang all over the east coast uh, each summer enjoyed that it really solidified my dedication point then I went to Evangel University in Springfield Missouri and Tenduit Evangel um, majored in psych and soch my goal was always to help people and that's what I do yet today. And so God's uh, surprised me along the way. I think you always need to have an open heart to what God might surprise you with because my direction was church ministry, and I was in youth ministry for eight years, but then God redirected me. And uh, sometimes it doesn't look like what's going to be later. Uh, I worked a secular job for eight years after full-time youth ministry for eight years, and then God chose to open up uh, the pregnancy help world to me And he said, you're going to help start something. And I said, oh, no, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) And, of course, God doesn't accept a no like that. He he says, I'll just surround you with great people. And that's what he did. So what do you think uh, during that time where, uh, uh, as far as um, the pregnancy resource centers, et cetera, Mm -hmm. like that, was there a, a personal interest, or was it just something where you just kind of felt God is drawing me to this? This is where He yeah. wants me to go. Well, um, when we were at youth ministry uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, I experienced conversations with young women in the youth group that broke my heart because I realized, first of all, God protected me during my high school years, He kept me safe. He helped me make better choices. Mm-hmm. He, my life wasn't flawless, but it was um, just charmed in many ways because I was surrendered to him, and he, he walked me through so many important steps of faith and life decisions. Uh, and these girls did not have that, that choice. They were in broken homes. They, their moms were moving from uh, man to man and sofa to sofa, and it was not a good situation. And, and I also had girls who were abused by mom's boyfriends who had disease. And I thought, somebody's got to do something about this. And our church at that time in Cincinnati had started a pregnancy center. And so I thought, I'm going to go volunteer. Well, the volunteer training changed me forever because I realized, you know, God wants these women He's placed babies in their bellies. We don't know why, but every child has has a very important mission. He's knit them perfectly, 
but yet they're throwing them away. And how can I be a part of making their life better so they can have a different choice in mind, so they can themselves see a different way? And so I wrapped myself in that, and then I ran. They eventually hired me, and I ran a maternity home for a period of time, uh, helping moms really kind of redirect their energies and get more education and become adequately employed instead of underemployed, things like that. Uh, It's amazing how people respond, just like the local church reaches with love into communities. Pregnancy centers reached these women with love and care, long-term support, uh, classes, education, mentorship, uh, all kinds of things help create a different trajectory for the women that we serve in the pregnancy help community. Pregnancy centers all over the U.S. are doing that and now all over the world. So I got to be a part of it back in the late 80s. I was stepped away. I was in business for an education for about eight years. And then then I was asked to help lead a, a new pregnancy center. That all accumulated because I was listening to the Lord mm-hmm. back in Cincinnati, and I was like, somebody's got to do something. And then the Lord, you know, how he taps you on the shoulder, he's like, I think you're the one to do that. And I'm thinking, I don't know how to do that. But he, uh, he honors a willing heart. We need willing hearts as we serve Jesus. You know, I'm, I've been doing a lot more reading recently, and uh, Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life, oh, yeah. I've read now several times, and I'm going to, to do a, you know, a, read mm-hmm. it again this summer. But in the first few chapters, he talks about the fact that there are no unplanned pregnancies by, That's from right. God. They might be unplanned by the parents, That's right. by the woman. Or the, but but God knew knew us yes. from the beginning of time yes. that no matter that what that situation that He knew mm-hmm. that you were going to be formed, and that He formed you in your mother's right. womb, and that He has a plan and a purpose for our lives. That really is the foundation, isn't it, it is. of understanding of That's the value right. of life. There can be all kinds of political arguments that take place yes, or all yes. of that. But the reality is, as believers in, in in Jesus, we understand the value comes from the fact that God had planned us from the beginning of time. That's exactly right. You know, you go back to ec- Exodus 1, the Hebrew midwives, and they they were told by the king, kill the babies. And they didn't. They chose not to. They risked their very lives. But then in the following scriptures, as they were saving the babies, they said, oh, these women are, you know, they have, you know, birthing so fast we can't, we can't terminate the baby before he comes out. But these women, they risked their lives to save those babies and uh, started a generation. But it also says that the women, because they feared God more than man, they were blessed with children of their own. So as we help those who cannot see a way forward with a child, as we help those who think termination is their only option, as we help women figure out a life plan that can include a child, whether it's parenting or placing an adoption, as we help them, we will be blessed. He gives us that great example. We are blessed when we help those who can't see a way forward, who's Babies don't are not necessarily considered valuable. Well, it it is it's a struggle for some for some women. Mm-hmm. As as you were talking about, 
you know, seeing girls who whose mothers or the adults in their life are are being irresponsible yes. as far as their mm-hmm. own promiscuity and that sort of thing. And so, when they s- find themselves in the situation where they're pregnant, they're they're seeing this hopelessness. Mm-hmm. Yes, that why in the world would I want to bring a child into a yes. situation like this? Right. Because there's that hopelessness, and that's mm-hmm. the w- where the enemy wants to sow that in their hearts. That that's exactly now right. that this has happened in mm-hmm. my life, it's hopeless. I'm worthless. This child is worthless. Right. And uh, the the idea that uh, there is no hope is is um, is destructive. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Satan so, uses that lie. He yeah. uses the lie that things look hopeless. But the reality is we always have hope when we have Christ. And the women we serve it through Pregnancy Help World, uh, the pregnancy centers, they bring the hope of Christ into the conversation. I've had women who were in desperate situations and they accept Christ before they make the pregnancy decision. And then I've had others who, when they're surrounded by a net of assistance and help and care they choose life for the child and then they find christ so it goes both ways Uh, we are offering the hope of the world the light of the world and that changes how women view the world and their lives once they've been pregnant they've always been pregnant a woman who miscarries she counts that child Mm -hmm. a woman who terminates a pregnancy willingly She's always been pregnant, and so she'll never get past that. And we, our goal is not to make women have children. It's to help them understand that this is a gift and that we will help them create a life plan that feels good to them, and we'll walk with them the long journey. And adoption can be a part of that? Yes, yes. My dad was adopted, and he was a big philanthropist. He was somebody who invested. He would buy books and deliver to uh, the orphan children. He would um, visit the old widows and help them with their finances. Um, He was always picking up something and giving to somebody else. And when he bought tools, he bought two and gave them to one one to somebody he knew didn't have it. Mm. That's the way he lived his life. When we can begin thinking outside of ourselves, it makes a big difference to those who don't have even the strength to face the day. That's that's the power of what we do as Christians. So after a business and then working in um, in the pregnancy centers, uh, what happens next as as you're you know navigating through your your own personal walk with the Lord mm-hmm. as and and your calling? Well, I tell you, um, you know, I I didn't see myself leading a pregnancy center that started with two thousand dollars in a mailing list. Uh, we started that in nineteen ninety nine nineteen ninety eight. Uh, our first board of directors was handed $2,000 a mailing list. And from that time to the time I left that center, we had seen more than 9,000 children, their lives saved. 9,000 babies walked and crawled and rode bikes in that community that would not have been there without that pregnancy center. So I never would have imagined that. And then I never, and and toward the end of that period, I had a, um, Six life losses, major life losses in one year. And I wasn't sure I was going to make it, but God helped me make it. He's, you know, when you're in crisis, your circle goes small. And then he surrounded me with really great counsel, really great, uh, strong Christians who spoke truth, spoke light. And I had 
scripture all over my mirror. God allows us to be tested by fire. He just does. Mm -hmm. And we're always much stronger as a result of that. And during that testing, right at the end of that, as I was feeling more hopeful and more stronger, um, scripture had been my base, worship had been my base, but God used that time to tell me it's time for a different calling. And that was real hard to leave what I had helped birth, that pregnancy center. That's when I was called and asked to go to Heartbeat International. Um, so now not, I was helping a community save babies. Now I'm helping the world. Mm. <laughs> I get the privilege of being able to come alongside pregnancy center directors all over the world. And I also get the privilege of helping people with means give to a mission that they can't volunteer for, but they can give to. And that's a privilege as well because they get such reward by giving. So it's it's a beautiful opportunity. Well, we're speaking with Cindy Boston. She's the Vice President of Mission Advancement. And I'm Chuck Olmstead, and you're listening to Heart of the City. Uh, Cindy, let's talk a little bit more about he- Heartbeat uh, and, and uh, what exactly you do. Mm-hmm. Heartbeat International um, helps reach women who have unplanned pregnancies. Uh, that woman could be 12. She could be 45. She has situations in her life she feels like she can't control. She doesn't want a pregnancy right now. And we help her look at her pregnancy options. Uh, because as we wrap that layer of support around her and we bring her truthful help, um, we support and respect her she is able to then consider which option might be good for her. And I'll tell you, abortion doesn't sell itself. Uh, When women look at what that is, um, they often walk away from it if they really feel genuine help nearby. And, And that's what we do. We connect her to genuine help nearby. So we reach women who are pregnant. We rescue babies and renew communities. Um, Right now in this community, there are pregnancy centers that are doing hero work. They're helping moms and dads save the lives of their babies. They're preserving the branches on family trees. Mm. They are helping generations forward uh, have potential. And that's the hero work that's being done right here in the Seattle area, in Washington State area. And that is part of what I get to do every single day through Heartbeat International is be a part of that mission. We all have to be a part of missions that are bigger than ourselves, right? I mean, that's where we lay those heavenly investments, right? Right, right. <laughs> and, and I get to do that uh, for a living right now, which yeah. is a privilege. Well, there are s- several outreaches that you have. One of the things that um, Heartbeat International does is called the Abortion Pill Rescue Network. Let's talk about mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, chemical abortion, RU486, is a, 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 a terrible uh, abortion process. It is um, almost, uh, it's where a woman takes a first pill. Um, she is um, intent on terminating a pregnancy. She takes a first pill called mifepristone. It zeroes out progesterone in her body. And then she takes a second pill 48 hours later approximately. And that actually evacuates uh, the pregnancy from the body. Uh, The sad part about uh, chemical abortion is that women are very alone. They are no longer sitting in a clinic and laying down on a bed in a clinic for a surgical procedure. 50% of all abortions are chemical, RU486. So they go home and they complete the abortion at home. 
So their homes become mini abortion clinics, so to speak. And they are completely alone to self-assess. Am I bleeding too much? Is this normal to have this level of cramping? What is happening? I don't understand. And, you know, when you're sick or you're not feeling well, it's not a good time to self-assess. Right. And right. she's she's in the middle of a major uh, transformation of her body. And she's alone. It's a sad thing. But Heartbeat has Abortion Pill Rescue Network. Um, abortion Pill Rescue Network uh, allows a woman the opportunity to choose life a final time for her child. And she, we have a reversal protocol that allows women to take progesterone under the care of doctors who volunteer their time. Hundreds of doctors across the U.S. volunteer their time so that women can have a final choice in her pregnancy. Well, so what you're saying is that you know, there's a two-pill protocol with yes. uh, with RU486, and that even after that first pill, there's still an option. That's exactly right. Within 48 hours, if she can contact us, we can get her uh, within 48 to 72 hours. 48 is preferable, 72 is possible. Uh, we have the opportunity to re-instill progesterone in her body, and that can reverse uh, potentially that pregnancy. Two out of three women who begin abortion pill reversal have a reversal that is successful. Mm. So we save two out of three children of women who go through that abortion pill reversal process. I've got to imagine that if a woman does that and three, four, five, ten years after yes. that, yes, and they look at that little one, mm-hmm. um, they're grateful. Oh, incredibly. You know, the milestones. Um, we just had a baby who's from California. He's eight years old now. And he fit, he pitched his first pitch on Little League. Hmm. And they sent me a picture. And it's like, without abortion pill reversal, we couldn't do this. We wouldn't see this milestone. You know, he started first grade last year. They took pictures and sent them to us. That was a milestone that he would not have had, had the abortion proceeded forward. But his mom rescued him. Uh, she had the dignity of a final choice, and we gave right, that to her. Right. You know, I'm a great-grandpa. I'm a young great-grandpa. <laughs> and I think about my granddaughter, and uh, and Alice, my great-granddaughter, is going to be five years old yes. uh, in September. And uh, just to see the... F- the exploration of yes. life. Yes, that's right. And all of that is, I've got tears in my eyes, I'm sorry. but mm-hmm. That's okay. Uh, just to see that yeah. that life, that hope, that expectancy. Right. That's and that exactly. you're providing that for those kids mm-hmm. or for women to be able to reverse that process and to bring life into this world is yes. really important. Yes. More than 2,000 children have been successfully um, rescued through abortion pill rescue Mm. and reversal. So it's a program worthy of prayer and volunteerism and support because at the end of the day, we're saving women and babies from the middle of an abortion process. Yeah. Well, I'm sure uh, as people are listening to this, uh, they may want to help. They may want to reach out to you. 
uh, learn more about Heartbeat International, how can they do that? Uh, really, they should just go to heartbeatinternational.org. That is a great location to find out about the massive support of Heartbeat International across the globe to pregnancy centers and to women who are considering or in the middle of an abortion. Uh, heartbeatinternational.org is a great place to go. You can find me there as well. Look at Option Line our 24-7 helpline, that's a great program, as well as Abortion Pill Rescue. If you look at those two things on heartbeatinternational.org, you'll find out a lot about how we're saving lives all over the globe. Well, Cindy, we've got about a minute, a little bit more than a minute left. Uh, tell me one more story about a kid. So, uh, you know, yeah. I need to hear more stories. <laughs> well, baby Isaiah was recently with me. He's three years old. He's um, I gave him a car that shook and lit up, um, and he had the best time. He, they send me videos and pictures of him all the time now. And the most recent one, he had a milestone of, of chalk drawing. But his mother started uh, the abortion pill process because she felt so desperate. She felt she'd be judged. She felt like she'd bring shame on her family. She Googled, can I reverse my abortion? She found Heartbeat's op, uh, option line and abortion pill reversal, and she reversed to pray the, the abortion. And now he's three years old. He's riding a bike. He's playing ball. And he is a beautiful little boy with potential, a God-given dream and potential. Wow. Incredible story. Well, Cindy, thanks for joining me today on Heart of the City and sharing a few tears with me and just appreciation for the life that the good Lord has given to all of us and the the opportunity that you're given to women to have that final choice of choosing life. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. been listening to this 820 AM, the word special heart of the city. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, the word call Chuck Olmstead 206-269-6216 or go to thewordseattle.com.